Welcome to Crash Chords Autographs. Today, Matt welcomes Richard Torres, an actor, magician, and photographer hailing from Union City, New Jersey. With Matt, Richard chats about his earliest interest in magic and how he learned ultimately that it's what he wants to be doing in life. He chats about the magicians that influenced him and how he builds his acts. He explores his favorite tricks, both past and present, and he explores what goes into performing close-up magic. And so, from the magical side of things to the business side of things, to his many other passions, here's presenting Matt Storm and Richard Torres. And welcome to Crash Chords Autographs. I, of course, am Matt, a.k.a. Stormageddon, and my guest this week is Rich. Rich, thank you for joining me on the show. No, thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. So, I met Rich. Um, he was doing um, table and up-close ma- magic at a party I was at, and uh, we chatted for a bit. And... Uh, so I guess I wanted to start with, uh, how early did you get it, and this is, I'm sure you've answered this a thousand times, but how, how early did you get into magic? Like, were you one of those kids who had a magic kit and, like, showed off for your parents and stuff? Yeah, yeah. So, um, long or short story, which one would you like? Either way, we've got plenty of time. Um, so I started magic from what I could remember when I was five. Oh, wow. Right? Um, I, I started, I think it was, uh, at the time, Marvin's Magic Kit. Mm. Uh, Toys R Us. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, It was that one. And there was another brand I remember that, but I I know for a fact it was Marvin's Magic Kit. I started with those kits. Um, But I don't remember how I started acquiring them. Mm -hmm. Um, All I know is that um, at some point they started buying me Magic Kits. Mm -hmm. Um, And pretty much, I I don't know why. Mm -hmm. Um, I do know that um, I was, uh, you know... uh, I wasn't talking apparently uh, uh-huh. at some age. They, they, my mom told me that when 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 she wanted me to, she would say, "Oh, what do you want?" And I'll say, um, "You know, I'll just point." Yeah. And she's like, "Well, that's not good." <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> that's not good. So, um, I know she was telling me that story, but um, I don't know when I started getting magic kits, but mm-hmm. I do remember getting them. Yeah. Um, and at first I thought it was cool, you know. I, I literally had, I remember opening my closet as, I think maybe I was like 12 by this point, mm-hmm. and I literally had from the floor to the top of the closet, every magic kit <laughs> that existed. Yeah. Um, and and pretty much, I started with that. At first it was cool, but the problem was, I don't understand the lingo. Sure. They assume that you know what, you know, a, uh, a French drop was. Sure. Or... or um, you know what what a double lift is and this and that and and the problem with that was i wanted to learn so badly how to i think one of the first tricks i ever learned was a french drop mm-hmm. and it was through my cousin um i don't know if he remembers this but i remember reading the, the pamphlet and it was teaching you how to do the french drop right and i was like what i don't i still don't get it mm-hmm. right um so i went to my cousin he's not a magician whatsoever right. he was just sitting next to him like hey what can you read this can you tell me what i'm doing wrong and he looks at it and he goes after a few minutes he goes oh here i'll show you and he does it and i was like oh 
that was the coolest thing ever. Do it again. <laughs> so then, um, then I got basically into it by then. Right. The problem I had though, I'm a very visual person, mm-hmm. so I'm always thinking of scenarios and situations. And pretty much what uh, the problem was, I didn't like the magic in. I mean, the, the kids were great, right? But I had my own perception of what magic was, right? So I started to do more research. Um, and at the time, you know, there wasn't really Google yet yeah. and that stuff. Back pre-computer so, days. Yeah, yeah. So I had to somehow find a way to search up more magic. I mean, yeah, I think Yahoo was still the big thing at right. the time. And, and sure. So I, I would, you know, Yahoo search, if that's a term, um, tricks, and I didn't really find much. But I did, I, I read somewhere, go to your library. So yeah. I, I went to my library and I got a few books and then that's when I was like oh okay and then someone told me there's a, a magic store and I'm like where's his magic store I went to Tannen's Magic mm-hmm. um, and then and so where did you grow up I grew up in um, New Jersey basically. in New Jersey yeah. oh, okay cool and yeah. so this magic shop was in New Jersey this, uh, this magic shop was actually in New York oh okay yeah yeah, yeah. so um, it's Tannen's Magic Shop um, it's one of the most popular magic shops in the city mm-hmm. um and then i was going there like almost every few months just oh, wow. to get up on a new trick because when i got there that's when i was seeing like magic like magic i've never seen before sure um and i got hooked and then there was all these books and i'm a book guy mm-hmm. so i'm always getting books on mm-hmm. magic and i'm learning more material now you know you're learning the good stuff by this point because all the good stuff is hidden in the books right sure um and then that's how i basically got into it i stopped one time one year i I just stopped magic Mm -hmm. i don't know why i think i just got tired of it Mm -hmm. and i wanted to see i think someone told me you should stop just to see if you're really meant for it right sure so i didn't do any magic um i kept watching videos or whatever um i think at the time there was um uh it was like the uh, it was a magic show on TV that would go on every every few years. It's, mm-hmm. it's like the uh, Oscars of magic. Okay, I forgot, what, I forgot what's the name. It's not crossing my mind. But basically, um, I would see that, and it was still cool. But I wasn't really doing any magic. Right. And next thing I know, I stopped, and somehow I got back into it again. Yeah. Without me trying. Right. And I was like, all right, I guess I got to keep doing this. And so. Um, when did you really start doing it professionally as like a career? So I had no plans to ever be a professional magician. Okay. Whatsoever. It was just a thing that I was doing. It was like a hobby fun. that it was you just liked. Just a hobby. Yeah. Um, I knew you could do shows, but I didn't care about that. Right. Um, I I went to school to be an actor. Mm-hmm. That's what I wanted. I remember being a kid, and I would have like toy figures and watching movies and. I'm creating fight scenes. I'm a big martial artist. I, okay. I have a martial arts background. So oh, all cool. my scenes that I'm creating as a kid with my figures are fight scenes that I imagine I would do if I was a director or an actor. Oh, wow. Awesome. So that's all I was doing. I had, like, gangs and stuff, and they would always fight. <laughs> and, um, but, you know, I had no plans. Right. Um, one year, I think I was probably 18. No. Mm-hmm. 16? 18? One of those. And um, my dad um, told me, hey, he calls me up. And I, I remember this exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I just did laundry. I'm in my room. Yeah. And uh, I get a call. My dad goes, hey, hey, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm, I'm putting my clothes away. <laughs> and he goes, um, can you come to my job in like three hours? And I was like, why? He goes, well, we're having a holiday party. And um, it's just a bunch of the a, a doorman. He's a doorman. Yeah. Um, we're having a holiday party. And... 
we're going to uh, throw a small party for all the co-workers in the basement of our building just for fun. And I told them you're a magician and they want to know, my boss wants to know how much you charge. And I was like, well, hold up. For, first of all, <laughs> I don't do any shows. <laughs> I've never done shows. I don't know what the what even the idea of a routine is. Um, he goes, well, I told him you're going to be there. He wants to know how much you charge. And I was like, oh, no, <laughs> this is not good. Um, fought it and fought it. Didn't yeah. want to go. And he goes, oh, just do it. You, you, you know, you can make some extra money. And I was like, oh, fine. Right. So I got my book bag. I got literally 20 different tricks in there. Yeah. Brought it with me. Um, I get to his job and I get there and it's literally just a basement, a bunch of like maybe six people coming in and out, yeah. um, sandwiches and stuff, nothing crazy. Right. Um, and his boss goes, Hey, nice to meet you. You know, um, so how much do you charge? I was like, I don't know. I've never yeah. done a show before. And he goes, it's okay. This is what we're going to do. We're going to get a makeshift paper box. I'm going to write tip him if you like the magic and that's it. All right. And he put it on like next to the sandwiches. Yeah. And I was there for like thirty five minutes. Mm. I made between six and eight hundred dollars. Wow, that's great. Yeah. I mean, probably someone would tell you now the rookie move was don't say I don't know how much I charge because that could have gone poorly. Yeah. But yeah. clearly it worked out, which is great. Yeah. And and at first I was I, um I wasn't expecting anything really. Right. Of course. Sure. And um, all I remember is I had a wad of cash for only twenty minutes of being there. Wow. Right. And I'm just counting it. I'm thinking I'm just going to, because it's a lot of singles and yeah. some tens and fives. And I'm counting it, and it's the number's going higher. And I was like, is this right? Did someone <laughs> accidentally drop money by accident? And um, I personally think, and keep in mind, I had no idea of routining. So right. it was literally like the most amateur thing you can do. Sure. And you probably heard the saying of like, yeah, I don't know, it's like, you know, uh, an, a, an amateur magician probably, uh, you know, does the same tricks for, you know, different audiences. Right. You know, that, that quote and stuff. Yeah. Um, I had different tricks that I was doing every few minutes for the same audience, right, which is yeah. not good. Right, right, right. Um, had no presentation. I just, just like, here, here's a beer bottle, watch a cap, and there it goes. Yeah. You know? And I think they were just, one, they were a little bit drunk, too, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel I was uh, I'm very picky with my magic. Mm -hmm. I don't just do anything, and there's a crap load of magic out there. Sure, there's of course. Always, um, I used to work at a magic shop, um, mm -hmm. and I'm realizing every week there's a new product coming out almost every day, and I'm yeah. like, this is crazy. Right. Um, so you can't learn everything; it's impossible. Right. You have to specialize in certain areas. I think. Sure. And um, I just realized that um, I had no idea what I was doing. Right. But I made so much money. I thought about it and uh I I was working at a condo building mm -hmm. and I was basically there, I was in the mailroom just delivering packages right. the whole day. And I realized I made double my paycheck <laughs> in twenty minutes. minutes yeah. And I'm like, I could keep doing this. Right. So ever since then I thought about how can I do this as a business? Right. Um, I, I didn't go full throttle yet. At, right, at, of course. I was just, it was just in the back of my mind. Sure. Um, little, after, after some time, um, my aunt was also working in the same building mm -hmm. um, as like a babysitter. And she spread the word. Um, oh, yeah, my, you know, he does magic and stuff. And 
and I would get a call from this random lady saying, hey, uh, your aunt babysits my kids. How much do you charge for a kid's birthday party? And I was like, oh, um, <laughs> okay. So I random number, and um, I did it. Yeah. And then I was doing kid shows for some time. Yeah. It's not a fan of kid shows. Okay. <laughs> I like kids. I like yeah. kid shows, and that that's a good market. Yeah. Um, but because of the material that I was doing, the kids did not understand what was going on. Because it was a little more complex than just like a kid's birthday. Yeah, show. yeah, yeah. I mean, I you know I did the sponge balls, you know, I, mm-hmm. I did the the more visual stuff, but it was um it was just like the like you know fork bending and all yeah. that stuff, and the kids were like I. Didn't, that's cool, but I don't get it. Yeah, you like, know, what was the point? A quarter would bend in someone's hand. Yeah. They're like, wow. And, but they don't, I could tell they're not understanding. Right, sure. Right? Um, so I, I did it for some time. and I. You know, but what I liked, the, the response I got from clients were that, um, you know, I expected you to come here with the typical top hat and this yeah. and that, and you didn't. Yeah. And then I expect the tricks to be like I've seen every typical magician trick for a sure. birthday party but i didn't see that either right you were totally different your magic was totally different and 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 then i realized and and, and then the client goes you know that's so cool right so then i realized okay so it's not that bad right you know um so i kept doing kid shows but every time i got called in to do kid shows they would say um um you know how much do you uh, just for the kids and like well my show is more for everyone yeah right because I feel if I present it that way, they're not going to um, think that, oh, you didn't pull the bunny out of that. Yeah, right. Because you know? now I'm playing for everyone. And, and you make it more inclusive, yeah. Yeah, so it's a, you know, I include the kids, I include the adults, and it's, it's you know, it works out. Right, I, sure. I mean, at least it's worked out for me. Right. Um, I don't do as many kid shows anymore. Right. Um, I, I do a lot of corporate events and weddings. Okay. Um, private events usually is someone's uh, rooftop party or something. Yeah. Um, but most of the time it's a corporate event or a wedding. Gotcha. Yeah. And do you find that that's become easier for you to do these private events? Um, do you find that uh, it was something that was more easy to lean into because you kind of felt more comfortable around doing tricks for adults or? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> funny story on that, by the way. Okay. So I know nothing about marketing. I'm okay. terrible at marketing. Yeah. Okay. Um, I try to read all the books. Uh, I have like the dummy books in yeah. my house and people are like, well, what do you have the dummy book? I'm like, dude, it's simple, straight to the point. Yeah. I'm not dumb, but it's straight to the point. I don't have sure. to go through all the extra stuff. Of course. Totally. Um, but yeah, I'm terrible at marketing. Mm-hmm. So when it came to um, that type of show, it was, I, w- I was trying to figure out how to do more of it right because if when you're doing kids shows you're always working there's sure, always like literally li- this morning i had two emails back to back one for a, a kid's birthday party mm-hmm. for next month mm-hmm. um i'm still thinking about whether i want to do it or not right sure um and if i don't i just give it out to someone else and right pass it along yeah um but i have um ne- i don't know how to I did, at the time, I didn't know how to get into a corporate market. Right. Because I always thought you need, you know, th- there's this, um, or, or the college market. I would love to do college markets. Right. And, um, but corporate markets, 
I hear it's good money, yeah. but you're not as busy. Sure, of course. You're doing less work for more money, right? but you know, you're not as busy as doing like... Because um, I know guys who do 10 shows in a weekend. Right. Um, you know, I, I've even heard craziness of like, let me see, three, six, five, 10 shows in a d- day, maybe? Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, I've, I, I know I've heard that for a fact from someone. 10 yeah. shows in a day and then five shows the next day. I'm like, wow. that's insane. Sure. Like and they're packing. They're, they're not doing. Cool. They're they're like doing a stand up show for a kid's birthday party. Right. Like that's crazy. He goes, dude, you're running around like a madman. Sure, of course. But they're making like you know, I don't know, a thousand dollars. Let's say for the day. Sure. But you're tying yourself out. Right. And um, there was um a podcast. Not oh, not not a podcast. It was like a an online thing. It was a um. It happened last either this year or last year. Uh huh. It was a, a magician summit. Oh, cool. Um, there's another one coming up. Um, I could probably get you the name of it, but I don't remember what it's called. But sure, it, it no was, problem. It was a uh, it was a summit where this guy who basically interviewed a bunch of magicians mm-hmm. and a really well known like um, he interviewed guys like Dan Sperry. Um, he interviewed uh, a lot of Vegas guys. Cool. Um, and basically, and and some not well known guys either. Some right. just like the professionals, but we don't really know who they are. Right. Right. Um, but these guys are making like six figures. Sure. Right. And the whole summit is about how do you do what you do? Would you tell us? Right. And every single one would basically, they're giving you all everything they do on a daily basis. Sure. Giving you kind of like the blueprint. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and some of these guys are just geniuses mm-hmm. on what they do. And, um, I forgot who it was, but I think it was Dan Sperry who had a very, very clever way to book a, a very high-end client. Mm-hmm. Like just the way his approach was and just getting to the office and stuff, it was it was genius. Mm-hmm. So I would, re- you know, watch those videos. I would, you know, read books and stuff on marketing. So when it came to a corporate event, which is this come going back to the story. Sure, yeah. Someone told me try doing Craigslist. So I still do Craigslist today. Mm-hmm. Okay, It works well for me. Um, it's free. Right, sure, um, of course. And then someone said, get on the yellow pages. I'm like, but no one uses those anymore. <laughs> right? They're like, yeah, but you never know. Sure. Dude, try it out. I was like, all right, great. So went on the yellow pages, made my own profile. Uh-huh. Um, and, I, and they give you all these categories. And I was like, okay entertainment and I'll click on that and give you subcategories and I, sure. kept, I kept going further and I'm sure. like well I don't want to be a kids entertainer I want a special because my site if you've been yeah. on it nowhere on there says I do kid shows right sure right um, but people still call me for kid shows of course I don't know why <laughs> probably because kids like magic yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and um, so on this site I'm basically creating subcategories of categories that I want to be marketed into in the mm-hmm. yellow pages I thought you know, entertainment for adults, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. So I, cl- I click entertainment, I click adult entertainment, and then it had casinos and this and that. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to do that stuff, but I heard sometimes casinos hire magicians. I don't know right, how, right. but I heard of it, so I was like, okay. Instead of just clicking them, I would just stay, I would leave the check mark on adult entertainment and it mm. hits up all those categories. Right. I was wrong. Ah. What had happened was, after six months to a year, I started getting calls, right, from the Yellow Pages, which is good. Yeah. But they were looking for actual adult entertainment. Uh Uh-huh. Not a magician. Yeah. Like, 
A stripper. Stripper, <laughs> burlesque performers. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. The calls I got were from strip for, were to be a stripper, uh-huh. which was it was the most awkward thing ever. The first call I ever got was a guy calling, and he's like, "Oh no, it was a uh, yeah, it was a guy." Calls and says, "Hey, um, are you the entertainer?" I was like, "Yeah." I f- Where'd you find me? He goes, "Oh, the yellow pages." I was like, "Oh, great." I'm like, "Great, this is working." Yeah, yeah. Um, so how can I help you? He goes, so um, how much do you charge? I was like, well, it depends. Are you looking for strolling magic or a stage show? You know, this and that. And he just goes, well, we're just looking, you know, just a casual, you know, performer. And this and that. I was like, oh, great. So I'm, I'm assuming you want more like a strolling type of bid. For 20 minutes, I'm trying to sell him on, you know, understand the what's magic, going on. Yeah. Come to find out, he's like, no, no, no. I, I don't want any magic. I mean, I just want, you know, the adult entertainment. I was like, wait, hold on. What do you mean adult entertainment? And he goes, you know, like a dancer, a stripper. Um, it's for my uh, some party was having. I forgot what it was. Yeah, and I realized, oh no, <laughs> confusion. Whoops. Confusion, and um, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I have to fix this issue now. <laughs> he goes, What do you mean? I'm not what you think it is. Yeah, I'm a magician. I'm not a stripper magician because some people have said that. Yeah, right? sure, of course. But um, I am a magician, and um, but that's not what. That's not my area. I don't. I do adult entertainment, but it's not that. It's corporate events. Yeah. And he goes, starts laughing. He goes, yeah, man, I think you need to fix that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm going to get on that. So that that was that. That's and then um, I kept forgetting to fix it. <laughs> so for a year or two years, I kept getting calls to be a stripper for adult entertainment, and it wasn't fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not your thing. No, no. I eventually called the Yellow Pages. I tried to lead them a profile. I'm like, hey, I made a big mistake. I keep getting calls to be a stripper. Yeah. Um, Can we fix this? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, you know what? Just delete my profile. I don't really think I need the Yellow Pages. And they're yeah. like, yeah, sure. So take care of that. And then phone call stopped. <laughs> uh, I guess it just uh, took the right right thing to get that taken care of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then I'm still stuck on how do I get into corporate events. Sure. Um, speak to a lot of magicians who, you know, say they do corporate events, go on their website, and I read, you know, yeah, they do corporate events. You know, I would bump into them sometimes at a magic shop and yeah. I would ask them questions and, you know, how do you do it and this and that. And I get the typical answer of like, oh, you know, I'm just lucky. Yeah. You know, so I was like, all right, I guess I'll figure this out. <laughs> um, I, I've had some nice help uh, from guys, um, you know, who gave me insights. Um, mm-hmm. I hung out uh, recently with some guys from California who were <laughs> here in New York who are corporate entertainers. And, you know, they're like, dude, question me all you want. Yeah. You know, um, Instagram is a big help. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have a friend of mine named Benjamin. Mm-hmm. He's hilarious. He's also a magician. Um, not really professional, but he's thinking of it. Yeah. And he does this thing where um, if he's a really cool magician, yeah. and they post, oh, I'm in the city. He'll be like, hey, what's up? Let's hang out. <laughs> and sometimes they respond and hang out, and he'll sure. hit me up. It's like, hey, let's hang out with these guys. I'm like, who are these guys? Never heard of them. Oh, here, show me, show me a video. I'm like, oh, great. Yeah. Um, hung out with uh, a few guys. Some California network came in, and, um, you know, one night we went, went to a diner. Mm-hmm. And they were basically just, you know, like, dude, guys, ask us whatever you want, you know. That's great. Open book. And they were so friendly. Do you find that the magic community is pretty welcoming for the most part? Funny thing is, uh, yesterday I was at Phantasma Magic Shop, mm-hmm. uh, another magic shop in New York. Um, and we were talking about that. Mm-hmm. And the same thing in, in that summit that I mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, a magic summit that I mentioned that I was uh, watching, they also talk about that. 
and surprisingly the magic community um they're very nice in mm -hmm. general. They're very helpful. They, you know, if you have a question, they will tell you. Yeah. Um, you do get the occasional few guys who, you know, will give you the runaround and like, yeah, I'm not going to tell you. Right. Sure. You know. Um, but in general, if you need help, they're easier to find. Um, you could hit them up on Instagram. A lot of times nowadays, Instagram, Twitter. Sure. Um, I don't know about Facebook, but uh, definitely Instagram. Um, they're very helpful. If you need help, they will, you know, you could easily just email them. Well, that's good. I mean, you know, you want a community where they support each other and kind of build yeah. each other up. Um, yeah. You know, there are exceptions to every rule in every community. But yeah. for the most part, the fact that, you know, you're able to have this open dialogue with magicians. I mean, I think it, at the end of the day, you want your art form to grow as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, and that's, um, and you want it to grow. Yeah. In general. Um, and I feel that, that we get... I get a lot of questions sometimes of about, um, you know, rates and what's your opinion on when one magician charges this, yeah. but you can't charge this because this magician is going to charge. I've had a client who says, um, this happened a few weeks ago. This happened actually last week. Mm -hmm. Client calls in and says, uh, hey, I'm looking for a magician. It's for uh, some barbecue hangout. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right. And I gave her my rate. And she goes, oh, that's a little high. Um... I have, you know, I'm talking to two other guys who who are charging, you know, 100, 200 bucks. I was right. like, okay, go to those. Yeah, <laughs> then, then you, and you'll get what you pay for. And yeah, yeah, I told her you get what you're paying for. Um, and she goes, yeah, but, like, I understand with your rate, you know, if you throw in, you know, if there's kids, you could throw in, you know, balloon animals right. and that. I was like, you're right, I could. But your the magic I do is totally indifferent to yeah. what your typical magician does, you know. And not to um, not to say that that's bad, and you know, right. to any magician who hears this and saying I'm bashing, I'm not, I'm yeah. not at all. Right. Um, I'm just saying because um, everyone has, you know, they have that cliche image of what a magician. Well, sure, and is. everyone's gonna have their own style too, and yeah. you won't yeah, necessarily just because a kid's magician does a doesn't mean it's wrong. It's just exactly. not what you do. Exactly. Yeah, and that's why I told them. I was like, um, if you're so, for example, um. I'm on Yelp, mm -hmm. right? I have a reputation on Yelp for being, uh, I have five stars across the board every right. single review. Right. Right. And I had a lady this morning call in and say, hey, um, I have a five-year-old birthday party, so I was telling you earlier. Right, right, right. And um, gave her a phone call. She didn't answer the voicemail. Mm -hmm. And because um, well, I had messaged her before on the way here, and I was like, hey, just give me a bit more information, you know, um, how many kids and this and that. Right, sure. And uh, she goes, oh, um, you know, I think it was like 20 to 30 kids. Uh, oh, and, and do you do balloon animals and cotton candy and this and that? I was like, no. So I, I was going to call her. It's much faster for me. Yeah. Um, I was, and I told and my voicemail was like, hey, listen, I, I, I don't do those extra services you're looking for, but I know guys. Right. Um, who add those in. Because I've had clients who I'll give them a rate. They're like, oh, but that's good if you have cotton candy and yeah. all, all services. And I was like, yeah, but you're also looking for really good magic. And he's like, yeah. Well, you're going to get it if you pay that rate. If you're right. going to pay that low rate, you're just going to get, you know, typical card tricks and stuff. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> um, but so the competition, it's, it's, uh, it's tough at times because sure. sometimes, you know, you get guys who – you get clients who are – you know, they hear these, because anyone could be a magician. You know, you you could wake up one morning and say, <laughs> "I'm going to be a magician today." Build a website, 
get a few, learn a few card tricks and sure. start doing shows. The difference between between doing the art and being good at the art. Yeah, yeah. I've met guys. I met a guy who who did um, balloon animals. I used to do balloon animals until I met some people who are really good. So I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> um, but these guys, you know, they, he told me, "Oh, I do restaurant magic," and I was like, "Oh, that's cool." I've always wanted to do restaurant magic. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? Yeah. Right? Show me. Tell me. I want to learn. And he goes, oh, you know, yeah, I'm a resident ma magician at this restaurant. I just do a few card tricks. I don't, I I'm sure you do all the good stuff. I just learned a few tricks. And I, and I told him I was a magician. And I was like, oh, point proven. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Know? And I mean, you know, uh, good on them for finding a way yeah. to make a dime. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. it's, you know, you're trying to stand out from that kind of stuff. Exactly. Yeah. But overall, I mean... Someone told me once, don't worry about those people because right. you don't book them, you don't book them. They'll be right. Real. Yeah. There'll be other gigs. Yeah. There'll always be other gigs. <laughs> so I have to wonder, since you've been doing magic for so long and you pursued acting, but you know, you came back around to magic, do you have any magicians who have influenced you over the years? I imagine you must. People who maybe you specifically uh, lean towards when thinking about how to style your tricks or people who have influenced the way you think about magic. So growing up, I remember seeing David Copperfield on TV, and I know sure. most guys say David. Of course, yeah. But how can you not? You know, you, you can't deny that he's you know he he's good for a reason. Right, of course. Right. Um, I saw him growing up. I saw um, uh, I think Paul Daniels showed up a few times. Yeah. On TV. Sure. Um, somehow I'm watching a show. He showed up. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um. Lance Burton sure was good um, but then most but as I grew up I started discovering more magicians yeah um, people from not the United States sure so, yeah uh, people like uh, Cyril Takayama from Japan mm -hmm. um, uh, I think his name is Lu Chen from China mm -hmm. um, these guys is those guys what they do I mean I understand it's magic for television sure um, but they they do the type of magic that I've always dreamed of doing. Sure. Which is, you know, you pick up a random object and then a miracle happens. It's not yeah. a car trick. It's something you just borrow and yeah. something crazy happens. Sure. Um, I know a lot of it, you know, it's for the camera. It's been rehearsed a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, to get the right angles and everything. Sure. But it's still good. Of course. And you there know. are people in that room. You know, yeah. people are seeing the trick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and people, and, you know, people talk about, you know, uh, he um, not hecklers, um, you know, having stooges and stuff. And yeah, yeah. I'm not even going to get into that because right now there's a big whole drama going on. Oh, really? In the magic world. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Are um, these like plants, people who are supposed to... Yes and no. Gotcha. Um, but in my opinion, you know... If you're gonna use a stooge, the audience is smarter. Yeah. I don't mind if you use a stooge. I don't care. Yeah. Right. Um, I know guys who've used stooges. You just don't know that they're stooges. Right. You know, if you do it right. Yeah. You will never know. Sure. There was a stooge. Uh huh. So in my opinion, you're gonna stooge. Sure, just do it right. Yeah. You know, um, there's uh some magicians out there who. <laughs> Who I'm sure the magicians who hear this know who I'm talking about. Right, sure, of course. Who have used stooges and 
it's so obvious. Even it's so badly done that even the general public knew it was a stooge. Right, knew it like, was. Like, how a can you do that? Sure. <laughs> like, if you you want your trick to look as good as possible, yeah. why cut corners? Yeah. There's 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 for example there's um mentalism effects mm-hmm. where it's so good, but you can't do it just on the cuff. Right. It has to you have to do some some you know stuff beforehand to just start you know just just to start it going right sure um the person's not a stooge they're not yeah um you just you needed to do some stuff in the beginning so that later on it works out right i see it more as you're saving time on stage yeah sure you know um i uh i taught myself hypnosis Mm -hmm. out of just pure curiosity sure and um there's a whole thing with stooging in hypnosis right and um I, I've known guys who, who say, oh, stooging, it's just pure actors. Right. Um, but there's been research done where something is going on in the brain yeah. when someone's, quote, unquote, hypnotized. Right. But they don't know what it is exactly. Right. You know? Um, but it doesn't mean the person is acting. Right. Um, I've seen hypnosis shows, and I could tell when someone's acting, and the hypnotist will literally just, like, you know, okay, Go back to your seat. Right, yeah. You know, it's not worth their time. Sure. Um, and it's just out of curiosity I learned hypnosis. So yeah. for me, when it comes, just to see if they were actual students. Because someone right. told me once, uh, there was a TV show growing up. My grandmother used to watch this. Um, and I'm from a Spanish background. Uh-huh. And um, it was Don Francisco mm-hmm. in the Spanish network. And he's considered like like the Oprah or like Ellen DeGeneres of, <laughs> of the Spanish world. Okay. Okay. And so when you're on that show, you, you, you get massive exposure. Sure. Right? Uh, there was a hypnotist on the show one night. And I'm watching the show, and um, I'm like, huh, that, that, those can't be actors. Yeah. And then someone told me, they're like, oh, yeah, I know. He paid everyone in the audience. And I was like, that can't be. There's no way. Because if you think about it, say even if the audience is only 200 people. Cause that, that, that was a big studio. But yeah. say, say it's 200 people. If he were to pay everyone fifty bucks, mm-hmm. twenty five bucks for uh, to everyone in the audience to be a stooge in the show, yeah, the hypnosis bit, and he's only going to choose five people, you know how much money he just lost, to? right? Yeah, <laughs> like no, it doesn't matter how much money he was making on the show, he would definitely have lost more yeah. just doing that. Yeah, so it just made no logical sense. Sure. How can you pay off an entire audience? Right. You either have so much money that you could just give away money and you're just being nice, right? <laughs> or you're just, you know, no. Yeah, totally. Just no. Um, so from that, I just became curious and I read everything there is on hypnosis that I could think of. You seem like a big and avid reader. It seems like when you want to get knowledge, that's the way you get it. I'm known for, um, if I don't know something, I'm going to learn it. Yeah? Yeah. Do you um, read fiction as much as well? or? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, growing up, I read a lot of fiction. Mm-hmm. I, had, I had comics and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot, um, but I've read fiction. Uh, uh, Sherlock Holmes mm-hmm. was um, something I liked. Yeah. Because of skill. Yeah, sure. The skill he had. I was like, oh, that'd be so cool <laughs> just to look at someone and tell everything about them. Right. Right? Um, I thought he was real. Sure. Okay. How after, can you not? After yeah. some time, I thought Sherlock Holmes was a real person. Yeah. This was not a fiction story. He sure. was a real person. This is, a, a, you know, an exaggerated biography of a guy. Right. Years later, I found out he wasn't real. Of course, sure. Um, 
But I became so obsessed mm-hmm. with that idea, and I've read every book there is on body language in mm-hmm. Barnes and Nobles. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Um, I would go to Barnes. I would sit down with stacks of books and just go through all of them, just reading it, just to see if it was you know a lot of it's just like fluff and yeah you know oh research and this and that like no yeah you know the whole the whole thing of how you know like eye movements and stuff people are like oh you can tell about eye movements yes and no sure um everyone's different yeah um and there was there was this exercise that it used to do where you would tell someone um to think of a lie in their head mm-hmm. and then you would ask them the same questions four or five times and you would try to figure out what the tell is right right because it's like in poker people you know people are going to give something away sure so i would do this with all my friends yeah right and um i was getting pretty good at it Mm -hmm. and then um i'm like okay let me try my dad my dad has a really good poker face sure okay so i remember one day i go to my dad and i was like hey i'm gonna try something try trick it's not really a trick it's more of a thing i'm practicing Mm, okay fine sure so I do that exercise with him, and I'm like, just say it over and over, you know, answer in your head every time I ans- uh, ask the question. And mm-hmm. he does that, and um, I got it wrong. Yeah. Right? And I was like, oh, what did I miss? Yeah. And I realized it's not the face. You have to look at everything. Right. It's the whole body. Yeah, it's, the whole, it's everything. Yeah. And, um, and I, I'm like, okay, do it again. Change your mind, but do it again. We're going to do it right. again. And I did it again. It took me like 10, 15 minutes, and I saw it. Yeah. It was something so subtle yeah. that I would... I would never have thought in the back at any moment that it was going to be that. He mm-hmm. stops blinking. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. That's really interesting. He doesn't blink when he's lying. When he's lying. Interesting. Yeah. Um, well, now the secret's out. Right. So now you know, always know <laughs> now the secret's lying. out. Yeah. So now yeah. everyone will know when they listen uh, uh, when he's lying. Yeah. But, that you know, it's stuff like that where, you know, there's only one book that I found in Barnes and Noble once. It was written by an FBI agent, mm-hmm. and uh, or a CIA agent from the CIA, right? And he was like an expert in this field, and he wrote an entire book on you know how to tell lies, and this is and this is stuff he's apparently taught people in the agency, right? And there was stuff in there that I was like, oh, this is interesting. That this mm-hmm. is good stuff. You know, but I can never find it again. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, but when it comes to fiction, I, I I used to read a lot of fiction. Yeah. Um, not as much anymore. I I, I do try to read just to keep your brain going. Is that what you do to relax? Is is to read or? Um, I read. I I have a tendency of falling asleep, especially if I'm reading in a car uh-huh. or in a moving um, vehicle. Vehicle. Yeah. I I do fall asleep. Um. I try not to. Yeah, I could. I could be wide awake. I could be on three shots of like coffee. Yeah. I'll start reading within like the next three pages. I'm like passing out. Oh wow! I don't know why. It's just a thing I've always done. I know when I was a kid, my mom would always drive me around the neighborhood in our car to put me to sleep when mm. I was a baby. So I know like that's why yeah, like on trains and stuff yeah, I fall asleep. I don't a lot. know why I fall asleep. It's yeah. every time. And it's just I the was, movement, I guess. I the rocking no, movement. I guess I was known to fall asleep in cars. Mm. Like even just being in the passenger seat, I'll pass out. Yeah. Um, but falling asleep, I mean, I, I listen to, some people ask me, what kind of music do you listen to? Mm-hmm. I listen to everything. Yeah. I have no judgment whatsoever. That's good. Um, you know, I, I'm always open to hear something new. Mm-hmm. And, um, but my, my Spotify, 
um, I was going to say my iPod. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I still use my iPod, yeah. but you know, a lot of people don't anymore. I had, I, I had a Zoom. Remember that? I do remember the Zoom. Yep. Microsoft's I, answer to the to the iPod. The yeah. iPod killer, yeah, as yeah. they called it. I have a Zoom. The Zoom was the best thing ever. <laughs> I was probably the only person that ever had it, mm-hmm. like, in my entire county of where I was living. Uh-huh. Um, and people to this day laugh at me for saying I have it. I still have it. Mm-hmm. And I still use it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I thought it was great. Yeah, sure, of course. Um, but the music in there was a mix of a lot of rock, um, some hip hop, some opera. Mm-hmm. I listen to a lot of now. Uh, now I listen to a lot of K-pop. Mm-hmm. Um, I love cinematic music. Yeah. That's my favorite genre. Oh, cool. Um, so you're, you mean like uh, either music from movies or just orchestras, music? Orchestras. Orchestras. So like big, big yeah. style, style music. Yeah, I don't know why, um, but if I noticed um, every time I do hear a good track, my I can literally feel my brain just start exploding with ideas. Yeah, sure. But these ideas, again, are not tricks. They're more yeah. scenes that I'm yeah. like, oh, I could shoot this and that and this and that. Um I've always wanted to uh, make a film. Mm-hmm. Um, I, because I told you I, was, I wanted to be an actor. I still yeah. do acting now. I have yeah. an agent and everything. Mm-hmm. I still yep. go on auditions. I have an audition tomorrow. Cool. Um, awesome. Most of my money though is coming from magic. Yeah. Um, I when people ask me what's your day job, I say magic. Mm-hmm. Um, Which that must be great to be a working actor and say your day job is another art that yeah. you really enjoy doing. Yeah. Yeah. Because. Um, as I would love to do acting full time, and I'm really trying hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, magic is paying my bills. And right. I'm trying to put as much effort I can into acting. Right. Um, you know, going to classes and everything like that, and, and just keep you know keep hustling at it. And stuff, sure. Yeah. Right? Um, but basically, what was I saying? Lost track. Wait. We were talking about magic and yes. acting. Yes. 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 Um, basically. So, when it came to um, going from a day job, Mm -hmm. which I've had tons of jobs. Sure, of course. And um, basically, it was, it gets a little tiring at times because you're always jumping around from different jobs. And to this day, sometimes I get people who who tell me, oh, when are you going to get a a regular job? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's it's you know like I'm still signed up with a temp agency. Sure, you know, they do send me out on jobs. Like if if I know I'm like going super broke, mm-hmm. um, and and you know, I have to pay rent and mm-hmm. everything, you know, I'll tell them, yeah, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, totally. You know? Um, so I still do you know regular jobs, but I feel like I've spoiled myself to sure. the point where what my paycheck is. From a regular job, yeah, compared to what I make, either as an actor because some acting jobs pay really well, mm-hmm. or magic jobs, it's such a big difference. The amount of time compared to what you work at a normal job, then you know. Sure, totally, and it's funny because perspective is everything. Because I met you as a magician, yeah, and then I looked up that you were an actor as well. But in my head, like, mm-hmm. I wanted to talk to you about magic because I thought that was, you know, what you did. And so, yeah, it, it's really fascinating. You know, I feel like also living in New York, you or New Jersey, or you know, in the tri-state area, you kind of have to do a little of everything. 
Yeah. You kind of can't just do one thing because it's usually not enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, somebody, uh, I was talking to somebody recently, and they were like, oh, yeah, I do, um, you know, I still do fashion, mm-hmm. but I also do other things. Yeah. You know, um, somebody else was telling me the same thing. They're like, oh, you always, oh, my, uh, I was on a lift, mm-hmm. right? Um, and the lift driver, not the crane lift. Right. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, and the driver, he does real estate. Mm-hmm. But he also does the lift driving. Yeah. And he was telling me that um, we were talking about the exact thing. And he said that, you know, real estate isn't how it used to be. So he does appraisals and everything. Yeah. And, you know, you always, you know, you could be making, you know, s- say $100,000 a year. Mm-hmm. But then you always want to make more. Sure. You, you, you always get comfortable in where you're at. You always want to... You, you spend always, what you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Um, I'm I'm big on saving. Sure. So I, I, hear like, that. I have apps like crazy that tell me where all my money's going, um, you know, how much and what needs to come out. I have things in place. Yeah, sure. Where, uh, you know, money's just building by itself. Yeah. So... I've, I like my mom used to always uh, say, you know, who are you? Why, why are you spending? <laughs> my mom to this day goes, um, you should spend some of your money. <laughs> you make good money. Spend the money. Go yeah. on a trip. I'm like, no, I'm trying to pay off my loans. <laughs> yeah, loans they can be a bitch. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I really appreciate you coming on the show, you know, and it's fascinating getting to learn a little bit more about you and how, uh, you know, your mind works when it comes to this kind of stuff. Um, the the last thing I wanted to ask you about is kind of how, you know, it's clear that acting and magic are your focus, but you'd love to take magic to the next level. Do you have any, see any future where you may tour your magic or start doing like a stage show kind of act? Yeah. Have you, I mean, you said you want to write and direct. Do you have you started to like kind of try and build your own kind of show in your head, like what that would look like if so, you would do your own show? So I had, um, I have, I use Evernote mm-hmm. and OneNote. Oh yeah, I use both of them. I try to stick to one, but I like both. Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I have tons of notes on there on routines that I want to build for a stage show. Yeah, um, I had I had a black book that had, um, I called it the Black Book of Ideas or something like that. Sure, yeah. And um, I had an entire stage show on there that I was going to work on, and I lost the book. Oh, no. That It was sucks. not cool. I was so upset. I looked everywhere. I have, yeah. To this day, have no idea where it is. Yeah. But I am working on a stage show. I used to have a stage show, but it was very standard. Yeah, it kind was of nothing, like straightforward. Yeah, it was nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of magicians out there who have really good stage shows, you know, yeah. really well thought out routines, good patter and everything. Um, my show is nothing like that. It's very <laughs> basic, very standard. Good tricks, but very right. standard. Um, I read a book, uh, I think it was Magic and Showmanship. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and I think I read uh, some Juan Tamari's I, books and stuff, and and then I read Strong Magic mm-hmm. by Daniel Ortiz, and that book is just mind blowing. Yeah. And when reading it, I was like, oh, my stage show is terrible. <laughs> so I stopped doing stage shows. Oh no. <laughs> um, and and basically, I'm building a new stage show because mm-hmm. I I would like to have a stage show. I had a stage show. Uh, I had combined. I I I wrote a, an idea out mm-hmm. with two other two other magicians. Mm-hmm. This happened to me I think two years ago, a year ago. It was um, uh, 
Robert Corvo. Mm-hmm. At the time, he, I think he was going by another name, but mm-hmm. now he's by uh, Robert Corvo mm-hmm. and Brandon Williams. We wrote a show together, mm-hmm. and uh, we tested it out um, at, or kind of like semi-tested it out at um, Rogue's. Uh, do, do you know who Rogue is? He's I've a, not he's heard. He's a magician. Okay, I've not um, heard the he name. He was on America's Got Talent. Okay. Um, he has. Um, I don't know if he still does, but he has a uh, a place in Queens that he does a show every once in a while. I, okay. I don't know if he still does, but I I know for a fact um, he had a, a theater that he rented out, mm-hmm. and he would invite magicians to um, you know perform up on the stage. Sure. So me and a two and a friend, he gave us a night and we could do our own show. So we yeah. tested out ideas there, and it worked out well. We I think we sold out a few uh, like a, a lot of seats and everything. Oh, great. And um, we're like, great, let's, let's try this out and get our own space. Because everyone's always asking, where can we see you? Yeah. And, um, and, uh, and so we thought of doing that. So we put an entire show together. Mm-hmm. It was going to be like a variety show. Mm-hmm. So every magician had their own style. So you get three completely different styles. Robert Corbett's a mentalist. Mm-hmm. Um, Brandon Williams, um, he's like kind of named as the magician's magician, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um and he he does a lot of card tricks and and you know stuff like that with cards and right. he's very creative. Um, and there's me. Yeah. So me, I do both. Right. So you get Robert Corbo who's the mentalist. You yeah. get the magician, and then you get the guy who does both. Yeah. You know. So um, when we when we explain it to people, they're like, oh, that's a really cool mix because you get pretty much almost every side. And yeah. You have that one guy who mixes it all together. Right. Totally. Um. But then we had rent. I found a theater. It was in Chinatown, mm-hmm. right? It was very low budget, but mm-hmm. I was like, "Great, this works out." I signed a contract and everything, and uh, I had set up a system, a ticket system online, right? Um, and oh, the ticket system was called um, what's it called? I don't remember. I'm, I'm really bad at this. <laughs> that's, that's okay. I don't no, remember. No, you're not bad if at anything, I'll, I'll, I'll send you the information. Sure, no worries. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. I had notes down of what to, you know, place things to mention and everything. No worries. But don't remember what they are right now. Um, and we had set it up. Yeah. We sold tickets. Yep. And the day was coming up. We had we had spent money on flyers. Yeah. And we were excited. The lady gets sends me an email and says, "I have to sell. I have to refund you your money." Oh, and we're no. like, "Why?" This is literally a f- three, four days before the show. Oh, that sucks. And um, I got to refund you. I was like, wh- "Why?" They're like, "I have to uh, sell the space. The owner of the spaces wants to buy it back. I guess they're gonna do something with it." So I lost the theater space. Oh, that sucks. So we never did the show. To this day, we've never done the show. Um, so we're back, and uh, Corvo now lives in California, mm-hmm. and he's doing his thing over there. Cool. Um, Brandon's still here, so now we're completely different. Yeah, different. Areas I'm sure of you're all grown. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and this is literally only like two years ago that that happened. Yeah. Two, three years ago. So, I I want to do a stage show. I would like to do a stage show. Yeah. Um, I'm working on ideas, you know, reading a lot, uh, watching, you know, now there's like DVDs and stuff. So you sure. know, I'll look at the DVDs, just get inspiration and stuff from other magicians. Because for me, people are like, oh, you know, can you build your own tricks? I'm like, yes and no. Yeah. I can't. I'm not the type of guy who can sit down and and say, oh, I'm going to mix this with this and this new thing happens. Yeah. I can't do that. My brain doesn't work that way. I've tried. It's yeah. so difficult for me. Right. How I work is... 
I need to see someone do a trick. Right. It could be brand new, something you created. And then my brain goes, wait, that's clever. What else can we use that with? And now mm-hmm. I know the methods and I'm like, oh, wait, I could adapt that with this and this yeah. and that. And I start creating stuff on my own using other ideas. Right. So my brain just needs like an extra push. <laughs> yeah. It needs to see something that likes and then it just takes and then it goes off with it. Gotcha. But yeah, I would like to have a stage show. Well, I wish you luck with that. You know, that you know, it's it's hard to get out on your own and do your own thing. Yeah, but, yeah. But I'm I'm known as a close close up magician. Sure, of course. Um, yeah. Well, that's what you had till, done when yeah, I met you. Yeah, uh, but till till my stage was up, you know. Uh, yeah. I'll keep working on that. Yeah. Um, and then you know, keep doing acting and everything. Sure, of course, totally. Yeah, that works. How was that on my website? The fact that you knew me as a magician, because I I asked people, you know, should I have my own website just for acting? But some people tell me, oh, it's really cool that I see you as a magician, but then next thing you know, oh, wait, you do acting stuff too? I think it's cool to have a, a, a place, a hub where you can find all the things that you do. Um, you know, I think, you know, your agents will know better as far as that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, But uh, But I think it was cool to definitely get a sense of, oh, he does other things too. He's not, also, I feel like there's acting involved in being a magician, of course. Yeah, and so, yeah there's that famous saying that, you know, uh, an actor, a magician is an actor playing the role of a magician. Right, exactly. You know? Um, so it was cool to see that. Um, but yeah, I want to thank you again for coming out to to record with me you know i really love the work that you did when i met you and you know i'm a fan of magicians i i know quite a few different magicians and so i'm always interested to hear like music i feel like magic it's there are different genres of magic of course and like also every magician has a different perspective on it and so it's always cool to hear someone else talk about a thing that you really like to get their viewpoints and how they started yeah for me it's it's um i was telling somebody telling somebody recently where I want to fuse, like, I love acting. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't grow up into it, but, you know, I really like just the job. I've been mm-hmm. on set. It's so much fun. Yeah. Um, and trying to fuse that, because I also lo- I love films. Mm-hmm. I went to school for TV and film production, and right. then I went to school for theater as well. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to fuse my love for filmmaking mm-hmm. and acting with magic yeah because even though magic yeah you're you're playing a role yeah um but if there's i'm, I'm I, ha- I i think i found an idea to fuse them both together which oh yeah will be on my instagram very so, cool yeah all right so yeah um where can <laughs> saying that where can people find you on the internet what's your instagram handle um my instagram handle is rich Torres, t-o-double-r-e-s uh magic so rich Torres magic that's instagram that's twitter that's Facebook. Um, I, I have a very bad habit of always changing my handles, but I, I've stuck to this so far. It's worked. So, so yeah. Ch- so definitely check Rich out yeah. there. Uh, Rich, thank you again for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Um, the last thing I'll have you do is the only trick I have here is um, we always, I guess it's not a trick, but it's definitely my trick to get people to say it. Um, we have a slogan on this show and my other show that I do, which is music in this life and life is good. It's this idea that, you know, when you have art in your life, how bad could life be? So I would love for you to just say that sign off to close us out today and say music is life as life is good. Yes, of course. Yes. Music is life and life is good. Thanks, Rich. If you enjoyed these interviews, please subscribe to this and the Crash Chords podcast on iTunes, where you can also rate us and review us. You can also like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Crash Chords Web, our Tumblr, and our YouTube channel. 
If you have any questions or comments, feel free to post in the comment area below each post. And keep the discussion going, because remember, music is life, and life is good.